cliffcentral.com. All right, let's turn our attentions to Anthea, who absolutely is not stupid and will help us figure out what's going on in the world economy. <laughs> so, Anthea Gardner, it's very nice to talk to you. I'm not going to play your theme song this morning, um, mostly because you can't hear it. Um, and, and what would be the point if I can't see the joy on your face when you hear your song? So, Anthea, what's happening in the world economy this week, and what are the latest numbers that you have for us? Good morning, Gareth. Uh, Yes, very disappointing that I can't hear my song, but uh, it's okay. Um, So, we've had our first negative week in a while. The JSC fell 2.5%. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about this disconnect between the stock market and what's happening on the ground at the moment. I think, well, globally, markets were down. And mostly it's the talk about coming out of lockdown too soon. We've had renewed U.S.-China trade tensions. Um, But I don't see this little correction, if that's what it even is, as kind of of fixing that great divide. You know, I I think there's still this big disconnect that that we're having to deal with. You know, so the JSC is now down 14% since the start of the year. And it seems a lot um, well, it's 20% off its highs from January 2018. Now, it does seem a lot, but I'm not sure that it's enough considering what's happened. You know, last week alone, we had the Spur Group, who owns Rockamamas and John Dory, saying that they're cutting salaries by 20% and reducing working week from June. Great. Who owns Virgin Active, um, Iceland food retailer and New Look clothing retailer in the UK said that their board members will take a three-month pay cut of 25%. And these are just little examples of what's happening um, to people's spending power. And I cannot see how discretionary consumer spend just bounces back after this. Even if we, the economy comes back now, I think but the Anthea, damage has... It won't. It absolutely won't. I was, I was at uh, Friends yesterday for lunch, which I, I know we're not meant to be doing, but bugger it. And... This guy, this guy is a friend of mine, has his own very successful business, which has been put in enormous peril by this, this coronavirus thing and the lockdown. And so he is looking at ways to save money. He's also looking at ways to send his business as far overseas as he can. And he's decided he's not buying any clothes. He is not buying any of the consumer goods that he would usually buy. And he's saving. He's cost-cutting. And Leanne and I were just talking. I mean, I'm going to sell my car and buy something really cheap. And... I'm cutting costs wherever I can, from turning off geezers to, um, to to not buying groceries as often as I should. And Gareth, I and know this is true, anecdotal. That's true for everybody. It's not just, you know, exactly. this is not a privileged thing or a, a, a poor people thing or a rich people thing. I think everyone is going to cut their consumption. And so I was also at Friends on Saturday and exactly the same thing. And, in, and not just kind of looking to save money here and there, but now they're worried about actually living in South Africa and what's going to happen. So I think everybody's feeling the pinch. Everybody's going to stop spending as as much as they can. And, you know, we're not the only country in the world. Let's get that straight. Now, last week, the UK um, printed their GDP, which contracted by 2% for the first quarter. And that's without the tangible effects, and not without, not completely without, with only some of the effects of COVID-19, you know, of the lockdown. They only came out of lockdown two weeks ago. Um, 
And then again, in the US, another 3.2 million jobs were lost, last, not last week, the week before. I mean, so now this, the, the jobless claims number, seven week total in the US is 33 million people. Mm. I mean, and that pushed their unemployment rate to almost 15%. So even though the market, the stock market has come down a little bit, I, I can't even call it a correction. It's not sharp enough and it's nowhere near a consolidation. Um, you know, you, we really just need to be careful about which companies are going to make it and which are not. We had a couple of companies reporting last week. Um, and one I think I must mention after all that bad news is CarTrack. So they're the guys who put little uh, chips into your tracking chips into your car. And they're not just based in South Africa. They're based offshore as well, Asia Pacific and the Middle East. And their profits rose 25%. I don't know how they do this, honestly. Um, they're even paying a final dividend of 106 million rand so they're out of their balance sheet, right? They're quite happy that their balance sheet is, is fine. And, and yeah, their, their subscriber numbers in uh, Asia Pacific and Middle East grew by 30%. So there's a company that's still doing okay. And that's what we have to do now, I think, mm. is look for those kinds of companies that are managing or that are going to survive. In fact, Vodacom, now here's, here's a boring story because in the last five years, Vodacom have just been, I mean, dollars ditch water. Horrible. It's, it's, just, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not terrible, but it's really boring, right? But suddenly it's become the safe place to put your money. Um, so their headline earnings per share grew almost 1% on a normalized basis. And, and Shamil Yusuf got this amazing way of even reporting, even though it's flat earnings, basically, like how amazing it is. <laughs> and I think it's, the investors almost believed in this time. Um, but, but it's a boring company, but it's going to get through. It's going to be okay. It's going to survive, I should say. Not thrive, survive. I think that's kind of the mantra for coming out of COVID-19 crisis. So if we, you know, we must look for the boring stories because that's all we've got to look forward to. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, but in this situation, yes, I would say absolutely. You, you're rather safe than sorry. Okay. Um, now, I mentioned the contraction in Japan's GDP and how they're in technical recession. That's without doubt what we're looking at as well. What does that mean usually? Is it a good idea to have cash on hand? I mean, if you if you have money lying around, let's imagine you're one of those lucky people who actually has money lying around. Is it best to keep it in cash for a while and wait for some really good opportunities to come your way? I mean, like buying the local laundromat, for example, if they have cash flow issues and maybe that becomes a small business that you can help through tough times and then you've got something that's burgeoning on the other side of it. Or do you want to invest in stocks or do you want to invest in, I know you hate this, but gold? What do you want to do, Anthea? Um, so the question about gold is whether or not it's already run so hard. You know, you've already seen this huge run in gold. And I always, even though I dislike it, I always have a little bit of gold or a little bit of gold shares in my portfolio just as a hedge because I know that when things are tough, gold will carry forward. Um, but, you know, we've seen every single crisis where we are now, there has been a recovery in the stock market. So I would say if you do have some cash, don't be scared of the stock market because you are likely to make your money back over the next coming months or years. Um, and you can't, you can never time the bottom. Like I just don't know where this bottom is going to be. Is this, even though I say there's a huge disconnect between 
Main Street and Wall Street, I can't, I, I can't pick the bottom. I, I don't know if it's going to get worse or if it's going to get better, but we know this already. We know that being stock investors is a volatile exercise. It's a, an exercise in testing your nerves. Um, but, but really there are some great opportunities as you're seeing coming through at the moment. Um, to put your money in cash, you're basically getting nothing for it, right? If you leave your money in the bank, um, repo rates, what, four, four and a half or four and a quarter percent at the moment. So your bank's probably paying you two and a half, three percent. I actually don't know what bank rates, bank deposit rates are at the moment. So if you do want to have something that's less volatile, have a look at retail bonds. Those are quite nice. They're paying close to, and this is government guaranteed retail bonds. So for the man in the street, and I think they're paying close to nine or ten percent even. Um, and effectively, the government shouldn't default on these bonds. So that's probably where you're going to get the in inverted commas safest return. It's not going to be the 20 or 30% rebound from the stock market lows, but it's not going to have the volatility that you'll see that you are always going to get in the stock market. By the way, just to correct you there, the, the UK has not come out of lockdown. They're at the equivalent of somewhere between level four and three, like we are. And the only shops open are supermarkets. E-commerce remain partially open throughout, but some online vendors are still closed. Oh, right. I, didn't, I, I thought, I, I realized they hadn't come out completely, but I thought they'd relieved, you know, some of the lockdown. Sorry, my bad. Um, so who has come out? No one's really come out well, of lockdown. Apparently Spain, Spain and, uh, and France are, are starting to come out now, and they are virtually back to normal. In fact, because Spain, in, in Spain, the tourism business is like 30% of total GDP, they're opening up for summer regardless. Texas is wide open as well. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Florida is wide open. What, like true. like yeah. wide open. Yeah. So here's the thing. I've seen a couple of um, countries and Greece as well saying that they want to open for tourism, but we can't fly there <laughs> and, and other no. countries can't. So is it for local tourism? It would be local. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so we could potentially do the same. Right? Uh, you would Although we're in winter. Yeah. We're, we're going into winter. They have to for their summer. That's their big money spinner. Uh, by the way, we spoke about this the other day. Maybe you want to mention Group 5 because they're delisting, which means the end of that era. I know, shame. I mean, they've been listed on the JSC for 46 years. And so a couple of weeks ago, they went into business rescue. And then last week, they finally said they're delisting. So Group 5 is the construction company that built the Moses Mabida Stadium. They built roads in Eastern Europe. And, and so, you know, where... In 2010 on, for a couple of years, the construction companies really were the star on the JSE. I think now you're seeing after so many years of South African economic growth barely at 2%. I mean, what has it been kind of 2% and lower in the last five years, for the last five years? I think you're going to see a lot more construction companies going this way where they have to go into business rescue. Um, just because they're not going to survive. And so that's what I'm trying to point out. The difference between the companies, the construction companies, sorry, the companies that are going to fold, like construction, and those that are going to survive, like Vodacom, and so boring, printing 1% growth for the year. And what am I going to do with 1%? Right? Yeah. Um, but, but those are the companies, if you're going to be invested, look out for strong balance sheets. Think about sectors that are going to survive. We also had, here's an interesting one, life healthcare reporting. 
a decent set of results. But after lockdown, they were saying that there was a 34% decline in emergency cases, 41% decline in medical admissions, and a 58% decline in surgical cases. Now, that is big money for life healthcare. You know, that's where the real profit margins sit. Yep. And even historically, this would have been a company that we go to because we really like their return on equity of 23%. I'm just a little bit weary about how those 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 decline in actual procedures because that's their product. Let's be honest. Um, impacts on their bottom line. Well, there are going to be many private hospitals who will probably close down because they haven't been able to do that business. They've been on standby for Corona, and their doctors are not necessarily working at the moment because there aren't enough cases of Corona, and they may be in big trouble. Plus, they're afraid to do things. Listen to this, Anthea. They're afraid to do things like birth. You know, when mother comes in to give birth to a child because there are such strict rules applied that the, the mother is basically in a room with one person. Um, the husband is not even allowed in the hospital building. The child has to be born in this one room with this one person. They can't charge the kind of money that they would have charged before. And if they break any of those rules, they could have that someone come in and shut down the hospital. Now, the risks are just too high. I've had two friends have babies during this period. And it, 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 I think it's just weird for them to not be with their wives. I mean, or, you'd probably rather have your child at home. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I, I do understand sure that I'm the sure risk. there are people that would. You know, you get a doula or a midwife and she comes to your house and you do it that way. Yeah, but as you say, the risks for the hospital are just so high at the moment, right? That they And, and the, the, the hospitals really are the front line. So if somebody in the hospital gets infected... Even, and they have to treat patients. Then the hospital closes. So, again, an right. industry that, that's really kind of on a knife's edge. Before I go, I have to tell you about another company, actually, almost forgot, Transaction Capital. So these are the guys that finance the taxi businesses. They also put out their results last week. Also, pretty good set of results. I mean, headline earnings per share grew 20%, so pretty much in line with expectations. But... They, unlike Cartrack, they've decided not to pay their interim dividend because they want to um, be cautious about their cash flow. Right. You know, and, and they've also talked about being cautious. They've increased their impairments provision, so the expectation for defaulting on loans, you know, their clients defaulting on loans, by 126 million rand. Um, and so you can see that it's kind of, and, and they've written down some of their other business as well by another 65. So million rand. So that's almost 200 million rand that they're saying, oh, we're expecting to lose that almost. Mm. So, so this is where businesses are at the moment, you know, just really, cons- if they're smart, conserving cash, if they can, if they have, and, and just being not kind of brave and out there. All right. One last thing I want you to just mention, you're doing a webinar and uh, this is this is cool. E- Easy Equities, Cliff Central and Select One are inviting you to an exclusive conversation with Anthea Gardner. You want to tell us about that, Anthea? I do. I'm very excited about this. On Wednesday at 1 o'clock, we're going to talk a little bit about, I'll show you what has happened in the stock market, and then talk a little bit, like we have today, actually, but just maybe more in-depth, about which companies I think are the ones that are going to survive through the crisis and how to position your portfolio. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're close to retirement, what should you be doing? If you're an investor in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, what you should be doing? Um, so, yeah, very excited for this on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Are you going to post the link? 
on yes. your website. Yeah, we'll, we'll, that, we'll, we? we'll put it up on cliffcentral.com as always. And so you can just go on there, click on the link. Um, it'll bring up your invitation, complete that, and then you'll get a confirmation email with a password um, for you to join on Wednesday. Brilliant. Awesome. We look forward to it. Thanks. I'll chat to you on Wednesday then. Good stuff. Thank you, Anthea. Thanks, Gareth. Bye. That's Anthea Gardner with The Money Shot. Cliffcentral.com.